Wait, I have to know how you got convinced to go to Camp Fi because, like, I do not think that would be a feasible option for me. Um, yeah, I mean, I was kind of suckered into it. <laughs> Get on the plane, Lauren. He said we were going on a vacation to Florida, and then we got there, and some guy in an old Camry picked us up. <laughs> Welcome to The Fi Show, where you'll get a behind-the-scenes look into financial independence. Here's your host, Cody and Justin. Alrighty, welcome everybody to another episode of The Fi Show. This is a special episode where we're bringing the ladies in. But before we get to the ladies, I got to give my co-host a shout out. Happy birthday, Cody. Oh, Justin, you are too nice. 23, baby. <laughs> All right, but enough about you. This episode is about the lovely ladies in our life. So kind of run us through this episode, Cody. Yeah, so Justin and I thought it would be a good idea for Valentine's Day to take the girls that we love and just basically ask them what frugal weirdos they're dating. <laughs> and so we just dive into their whole Phi mindset, how they discovered Phi, how Justin and I introduced them to Phi, and basically their whole mentality on money and how it's changed since they met us freaks. Yeah, you'll want to stick around to hear the bashing for sure. I think there's a couple positive tidbits, but let's not steal the ladies' thunder. Take it away, girls. Yeah, so my parents really weren't super into personal finance at all. I mean, I guess I was raised, you know, being frugal and knowing not to spend my money frivolously or anything like that. But yeah, I didn't really know about budgeting or anything like that, any of the really hardcore details about it. So I kind of just knew how to be frugal, don't spend your money on stupid things, buy what you need and yeah, kind of like that. And Leslie, how about you? What's uh, what's the old background on the on the finances? Well, I grew up with my mom being pretty. I mean, she was very much like she wanted to pay for things that I needed, and was always like super supportive when I needed things, but was also like head straight to the sales section of Old Navy. Like, don't spend your money ridiculously. I had summer jobs growing up, and so I've always kind of had a concept of money and where it was coming from. My dad did never want to pay for anything <laughs> ever and always deferred to my mother to pay for things. So that's that. But yeah, I definitely always had a concept of money. I've been pretty good with my money, but definitely was never like really consistent with having a budget. Just kind of tried to be mindful of what I was spending and not like ask for money or just enjoyed making it myself. So Leslie, I'm curious because I don't know too much about your story. I'd like to dig into when you first met Justin. And did you think you just met this absolute frugal freak or what were some of the telltale signs that he was maybe a little different than everybody else with finances? Yeah. So one of the first times we met, I feel like we started talking about what we do and just sort of what we're interested. And I guess I kind of picked up pretty quickly that he was like asking a few questions about like how I spent my money and like what I was interested in and I kind of was just remember telling him, you know, I'm not a big shopper, that kind of stuff. But it was like definitely a weird conversation to be having with someone that you had just met. I think one of the second dates we ever went on, we went to like a $2 beer night and you were using a Groupon, which is really bizarre. <laughs> um, it felt really awkward. I was like, he was like, yeah, but the $2 beers and like, I don't really like beer, but you know, trying to be like a cool girl and not cause problems. I was like, sure, I'll drink beer. This sounds fun. <laughs> when realistically, I was like, can I just get a margarita, please? <laughs> and I know that if I had ordered like 
a $10 drink, Justin would have had a heart attack. So yeah, that was really weird. Definitely the Groupon on like a second date. I was like, oh, okay. I see what I'm worth. And I don't know if you remember, I think it was also, it was one of our very, very early dates. Like I remember like getting excited and telling you how I'd found like, oh my God, they have chicken on sale for $1.69 a pound. And and then like after the fact, I was like, that that was probably, that was probably a little weird. So what about you, Lauren? When did you, uh, when did you start sniffing out that uh, Cody was maybe a little different? <laughs> Um, let's see. Probably one of the first things I noticed was that, so Cody's dad is in advertising and he got a ton of these like gift certificates to different restaurants and like skiing and all that stuff. So (laughs) he would abuse the hell out of those gift certificates. (laughs) Um, yeah. So like every day, you know, almost every day we'd go to the restaurant that we had the gift card to. We would go to the mountains and go skiing, but we would always have passes. So we were saving lots of money doing that. (laughs) So that was probably one of the first signs that I realized that he's super, super frugal. (laughs) Wow, Lauren, y'all like went places though. Y'all went on dates. (laughs) Oh, it was great. Yeah, no complaints. (laughs) I'd be down. (laughs) Definitely great perk. I mean, the best part was, I mean, there was no way in hell I was paying full price for those meals. So or anything for those meals for that matter. So Lauren and I would like strategically make it exactly $40 if we had like a $50 gift card so we could leave $10 <laughs> for the tip. Yep. So we were just hacking the game to the fullest. Lauren, do you have like a do you have like your first memory of when maybe the the kind of saving stuff was was annoying, was a problem? What from Cody or Yeah. <laughs> um like something something Cody was doing or like, you know, Maybe he was like kind of insinuating, like, mm, we don't need to do this and just making life difficult. Yeah, or- I mean, it was never like a problem, but I think at the beginning, sometimes I would feel like he wouldn't want to do something and that like maybe I was being like a little needy or something just because he didn't want to like spend the money on a certain like activity or a restaurant that I wanted to go to. And I didn't, I didn't want to, I felt like I was forcing him to go. <laughs> It would be a gentle nudge. She'd be like, can we go to this restaurant? I was like, how about this other restaurant that I have a gift card for? (laughs) Yeah, I think I can relate to that. I think there's always like the moment of like sheer panic when I realize that I'm suggesting a restaurant that's like going to be over like $15 an entree. (laughs) Like if it's with friends and like we're splitting dinner. I think one of the scariest moments is we went to dinner with a few of my friends in New York. And I think Justin was like going to have a panic attack when someone ordered another bottle of wine. (laughs) And we realized we were like just splitting this check because that's like when girls go to dinner, you like all get an entree, you order a couple bottle of wine and you just like throw your card down and split dinner because like you're there to enjoy a meal with your friends. And like, that's how I like to spend my money and spend time with them. So I think it's always like a little bit of a point of contention where it's just like, okay, can we like not worry about money for a dinner and move on? All right. So enough ragging on us frugalites. I'm curious. (laughs) I'm sure there's some positive experiences that have come from being frugal or just like little hacks you figured out along the way that maybe you could have the same amount of enjoyment, but spend less money. Leslie, I'm curious if you guys have had any of that, like maybe it's travel, maybe it's something else that you've experienced. Yeah, I mean, I feel like there's definitely a lot of benefits that way, the like small bits of negativity. But I think just in general, like finding little ways to either not spend a ton of money, still having the same amount of fun and not really losing any of the actual experience. I think we get a little bit more creative than some people who just consistently go on a routine of like dinner, movie, this kind of stuff. I think it we're always kind of our eyes are out for fun things that are free. I think definitely with travel, we're really on the same page about 
just getting to do as much stuff as possible. So even if it means like sleeping in an airport or taking a red eye flight, like we're down to do that if it can save us a couple hundred dollars. So yeah, I think definitely with like the travel and experience things, we're kind of on the same page about it. And I think you probably enjoy the old priority pass lounges. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like highfalutin with all your priority past people. I don't belong there. And I just want to be like, don't forget. But Justin's also hacking the system because he's, he's military, so he doesn't have to pay the $450 annual fees to go into those priority lounges. <laughs> yeah, we're like praying he doesn't end up in jail. It's all legal, I promise. So just listening to you talk, Leslie, I feel like Lauren and I have a lot of similarities in the way that we operate. Like, we're willing to sleep in a car in 35-degree weather so we don't have to pay for accommodation or eat tuna for a week straight. Just, like, little things like that that don't really hinder the experience too much. But you can save, like, so much money by making these little tweaks and changes. Definitely. I mean, even our flight to Camp Fi in Florida, that would normally be, like, what, a three-ish hour flight from Boston to Florida. But... Cody booked the flights all on point, so it was free, but we had to fly to, I think it was North Carolina, and then we had like a little layover, and then we flew to Florida, and then on the way home, we flew Florida, Chicago, and then Boston, so a little extra time, but definitely worth saving the extra bucks, so. (laughs) And Lauren, have you noticed any just changes in yourself, like not just kind of what you and Cody do, but in your own kind of personal life that you've changed since y'all met? And from a financial standpoint? Yeah, definitely. One thing that I, (laughs) one of my vices, I guess, was spending money on iced coffees. (laughs) Uh, That's kind of like my guilty pleasure, but I've definitely cut back like so much on like takeout coffees and stuff like that, just because it it really does add up. And I just spending the extra couple bucks in my wallet and I wouldn't really think about it, but now I kind of do. So it's (laughs) little things like that, I guess. (laughs) One of my proudest Phi boyfriend moments was definitely when we were getting picked up to go to Camp Phi. Our friend David over at Phiology picked us up in his car. And during the ride, he asked Lauren, how into Phi are you on a scale of 1 to 1,000? If Cody is 1,000, what are you? She said 300. When we left, I asked her that same exact question. She went from 300 to 633. These are real stats. Yep. These are real stats. <laughs> I'm not making this stuff up. Real numbers. This is oddly accurate. <laughs> so, Leslie, I'm kind of curious to hear from you what some of the, I guess, side benefits or just ancillary benefits of pursuing a more intentional financial life has had, whether it's like strengthening your relationship, even if it's not with Justin, but just with friends, with family, anything you've experienced like that. Yeah. I mean, I think we talked about like being more intentional with how we're spending. I think definitely looking at different experiences and like, how is this money? Is it going to make me happy? And Lauren was saying earlier, like iced coffees, like there's little stuff like that, that I think you realize you don't necessarily need on a daily basis. But I definitely am. If I need something, I'm going to buy it. And sometimes I'm a convenience buyer, but little stuff like that. And I think also, just like knowing that Justin, I kind of go through a budget every month. And there's stuff that I'm always kind of like, please don't judge me like I needed this please get over it. Um, And not to say that I'm like, oh my gosh, like pleading him to care. Because again, it's my money. But (laughs) I think it's definitely made me just be a a little bit more aware and has kind of strengthened in those conversations that a lot of people don't have until they're like, married and super in debt and don't really understand where either of each other come from. I think there's definitely times where it's like, okay, really, we're Venmoing this again. Like, cool, (laughs) this $5 trip to the grocery store, we're splitting. Okay. 
But then again, it's like we have those conversations pretty frequently. And I think it kind of evens the playing field for our relationship. Whereas like a lot of times, like one person who maybe makes more money is like always buying dinner. And then there's kind of this like, I don't know, this feeling of like, I owe you something. And I've always been really, it's always been really important to me to not feel like I owe somebody something. And it's more of like, we share something. And I think being in a partnership too, more than just like a romantic relationship, like we live together, it's a, it's a partnership. So the decisions that we make affect each other. So I think money just goes right along with that. I really want to talk about something that you just mentioned there. And then Lauren and I can just kind of talk about our experiences Justin or Leslie can hop in here is just how often do you talk about finances? Like, is it a daily, weekly? I know you have a monthly budget you go through. I just think that helps so much. And for other couples out there who are listening, they can definitely get something out of this. I mean, I think that something money related probably comes up like, I don't know, almost every day. But like we do the the monthly budget thing, like you said, like I've been doing a spreadsheet for like four years and Leslie's been doing it with me now for about four months, I think. And, you know, that's going through and actually putting out every single thing you buy and just getting that better full picture of exactly where our finances are like together. And I mean, we've started, you know, now we've started kind of imagining what our financially independent life would look like together. Like us both, even if we weren't like completely not working, if we were working remotely and start tossing around ideas like doing the van life for a year and that sort of stuff, like it's it's starting to become more tangible, like actually making plans. Yeah, we definitely talk about it every single day. Don't <laughs> be fooled. Um, in some sense or some way, we're talking about money, which is maybe not my like absolute favorite. But I do think, again, it's like thinking long term and how smaller decisions affect the overall kind of like lifestyle that we want to have. I did do the budget probably two years into us dating, but I we weren't together. So I had no one like twisting my arm to do it. So I just would do it for a month and stop and was just like, oh, it's fine. I'm probably not spending that much money. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I think that's kind of like the day to day. It's definitely just something that I know is like a part of Justin's like personal interests and things he cares about a lot. So I'm like happy to play ball. But again, I hope he does the same for things that I enjoy. So and so Lauren, I want to spin this on you quickly, because every time we're together, I feel like something money related comes up, whether it's like student loans or just the future. And I think it's something that's good, but maybe maybe it bothers you and annoys you. I'm curious, like, since the start of our relationship, since people in their, like, late teens, early 20s when we first started dating don't typically talk about opening a Roth IRA or budgeting or anything like that, how has that affected our relationship? So, (laughs) I mean, at times, there are times where I don't want to talk about, you know, oh, how much student loan debt will you have when you get out? You know, (laughs) typically a junior in college doesn't really want to think about all that stuff, but I mean, it is way better to start thinking about it as soon as possible rather than to just keep pushing it back, keep pushing it back. And then once those payments come out six months later after I graduate and then try to deal with it then. So I think it has been, you know, a little nerve wracking, but I think it definitely is good to talk about. So we've been talking a lot about kind of how we affect the ladies lives, but I'm, I'm curious as to, you know, with dating Lauren, do you think there's something where you handle something with your finances or maybe you splurge a little more in a certain area or you don't like, you know, beat yourself up about something because you're dating her that maybe if you were completely single that you might go to the extreme on? I like this. So I guess for personal finance, I feel like I'm pretty optimized as an individual, but like things that Lauren has opened me up to is like, I'm much more inclined to, for charitable giving. I'm much more inclined to just be more empathetic towards other people. So I think it's a lot of awesome benefits, not exactly personal finance related, but Lauren has definitely rubbed off on me in a good way. 
We'll be right back after this. Overwhelmed by all the hats you wear in life? Listen in as Eric Fisher talks with productivity experts as they share how they implement practical productivity strategies in their personal and professional lives, exploring all aspects of productivity and its true end goal, living a meaningful life, which is something we focus a ton on on the Fi Show. For more than a decade, Eric Fisher has sat down with productivity experts, authors, and creatives as they share their insights on how to implement productivity strategies in both your professional and personal life. The goal? To help you gain perspective, practical knowledge, and productivity insights for living a whole life that goes beyond the to-do list. Check out the incredibly engaging conversations with Eric and his guests every week, wherever you listen to podcasts. Now back to the show. No, I definitely agree with that. And even... (laughs) small things like every pair of socks that Cody has <laughs> has a hole in it at least one of them has a hole in it because <laughs> he just has been cringing <laughs> to buy you know just buy new things like that so I kind of I feel like I give him a little extra push to say okay you know it's nice to have a decent pair of socks on your feet if you can afford it <laughs> that's so funny <laughs> <laughs> because Justin does the same thing but with his boxers oh, oh don't worry yeah it's with the boxers too I just <laughs> I was trying to save him some embarrassment there but now it's all out in the open <laughs> I have no filter so I'm here for it I mean I can tell you Justin buys more hummus now that I'm around for sure <laughs> enough yeah, of picking I mean, on I'm... me enough of picking on me Justin <laughs> I want to hear how Leslie has changed your financial life yeah I mean I'm always going to be cheap. There's just no way around that. But I think, you know, if I can tell it's something that's important to her, like, I'm not going to, like, fight that. I mean, like, we just got back from Hawaii, and, you know, Leslie really wanted to go skydiving. I've been skydiving, like, five times, and so it might not have been, like, the top priority for me, but I know it's something she really wanted to do, so I didn't think twice about it. Like, sure, let's go skydiving. Like she said, you know, I will buy a little more hummus. Like, I'm okay if we buy, you know, almond milk or something that I would never buy myself. But... You know, it's it's a definitely is a give and take. I think that I haven't had to haven't had to change too much. I think the things that I have changed are you know are, are good changes. Just kind of lightening up a little bit, realizing that saving seventy five percent versus seventy seven percent is not going to make a big deal. So it's it's okay to just you know buy a couple of extra things, go out to eat with some friends, calm down a little bit. It's also helpful when you have a joint income, and I'm splitting rent with you, so that probably <laughs> makes it. Well, if it, I mean, somebody would be splitting rent with me, like no matter what. Like I'm, I'm, I'm too cheap to. But I'm the best roommate. <laughs> <laughs> roommate, I love that. So on the same thread of kind of just changing someone's views, Justin and I are clearly the guys who have the podcast, the guys who are insane about this stuff. Justin, how did you get Leslie on board at first? Because it's not exactly a household topic, financial independence, or just these radical financial concepts. Well, I mean, there was a lot of financial discussions kind of early on a bigger picture because Leslie was changing jobs and stuff. And so we got to talking about, you know, different salaries and different benefits. And then, you know, as we get, I get to talking about like, hey, I kind of don't want to work a whole long time. I kind of want to retire pretty young. That kind of started bringing that conversation to a more, like I said, tangible piece where you start thinking about a roadmap of, you know, at what point do we have to keep working? And maybe, you know, as you're looking for jobs, maybe try to keep in your mind that being able to work remotely would be a huge benefit for us both. Cause if I get to a point where I don't necessarily need to work and we want to start being more transient, you probably have a couple more years of working still, but if it could be something remote, then, you know, that's a, a good thing to look for in your next job. Yeah, I think definitely. I mean, especially with my latest move to Boston, that was like a huge priority was like the ability to work remotely and have that flexibility. I think, 
I was nudged that way from you. But I think like once I actually was doing it on a day to day basis and working with, you know, teams remotely, and I just realized I liked that better for my working style, it just became a higher priority. And Laura, what about you guys? Like what really started that conversation of finances at a deeper level than just, you know, saving some money going out to eat? So I guess when Cody first tried to introduce me to the financial independence concept, he started off by the numbers approach. And I'm definitely not like a numbers kind of gal. So I really had no interest in it whatsoever. And I just, you know, I didn't really want to look at spreadsheets and it was just totally off my like wavelength. So I guess once he turned it on to like the time aspect and like the value of time and experiences and like travel hacking got me super interested. I love travel. That definitely shifted my mindset. And, you know, I became just so much more interested in it through those aspects. Yeah, definitely time, travel, experiences, family, friends, you know, just spending more time with people. I think I'd say that's like exactly the same thing. Like Justin came out with me with this spreadsheet that has like formulas in it. And like, I just, it is not me. Like I am very visual and very creative. And I was just like, are you kidding me? Like, this is so annoying. (laughs) Um, But definitely, I think when we started to realize, I mean, we spent so much of our relationship spending money to like see each other that just like traveling together wasn't necessarily an option. So I think once we started to really think about like, again, like thinking in terms of years and seeing family and having meaningful experiences and being able to do that more frequently, that's when I was kind of like, okay, like I can see why this, why not spending an extra thousand dollars a month on coffee and going out to dinner with friends is you know, more meaningful in the long run. So when we stopped looking at numbers, which we still do, but <laughs> that was a lot easier for me. But now it's more about, you know, tracking the the van life Instagram accounts and just thinking about what we could have. <laughs> what a luxurious, luxurious life we could have if we just keep saving money, live in a van, the American dream. <laughs> for me, it's like, you just think about all the things that people say you quote unquote should have like why would I need a 5,000 square foot house and like fancy cars and all this stuff when I could retire like 30 years earlier than everybody else hang out with family hang out with my kids hang out with friends I feel like once you frame it like that even though obviously it's like this crazy big picture for most people because this concept is completely foreign to 99.9% of the population but once you frame it like that and kind of like convert your money into time it really shifts the way you think about your whole life I definitely think that going to Camp Fi was a huge turning point for me because just hearing everyone's stories and there was, there were so many couples there and just hearing their stories that kind of like clicked in my head and I kind of realized like, wow, like this stuff actually works. Like you can be living your dream life, you know? So I think that was definitely huge for me. Wait, I have to know how you got convinced to go to Camp Fi because, like, I do not think that would be a feasible option for me. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was kind of suckered into it. <laughs> Get on the plane, Lauren. He said we were going on a vacation to Florida, and then we got there, and some guy in an old Camry picked us up. <laughs> well, I mean, he kind of turned it into, like, oh, you know, we could spend, like, a week in Florida, you know, visiting with people and blah, blah, blah. And, yeah, I guess... I don't know. I mean, and Cody's just super passionate about financial independence that I kind of realized like, okay, maybe like, I feel like it would be really super important for me to be there for him. So that was like another reason why I decided to go for it. (laughs) See that she cares, Leslie. (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm a bad person because I don't want to stay up till four and do whatever y'all do at Camp Five. Cool, cool. It might have been a factor that it was all paid for, all inclusive, right, Lauren? That's very true as well. Okay, yeah, maybe. I feel like two in the same vein, though. I feel like as somebody, as somebody who's dating somebody who's like, and I guess this question is more towards Lauren. Like, do you feel like your passions and things that you're interested in are equally supported as Cody's? You do to Cody. I mean, yeah, definitely. Like, I feel like we support each other equally. But I mean, I guess Cody has a ton more things going on than I have, like, right now. Yeah, I feel like I have been super supported with, like, all his ventures and everything because he's gone on a million adventures so far. And, like, I guess even, like, a couple weeks ago, Cody and I, like, set up Etsy shops together. <laughs> and we're, you know, just trying to start little side hustles. So, yeah, he's the support goes both ways. Lauren, I think it would be advantageous to just talk about like what you're interested in and some of the things that we plan to do down the road? Yeah. So my major is public health. I'm super interested in global health, community health, all that stuff. So definitely down the road, I would love like a dream of mine would be to do some global work, maybe in Southeast Asia. That's probably one of my like prime spots that I would want to go, like spend some time in Cambodia, do some global work there. And that's another thing that would be super awesome if Cody could come along with me if he's you know location independent that would be even more amazing (laughs) so we could both travel together and I would be fulfilling my passions while you know he can come along and work on his ventures like on the side and everything and just travel would be awesome so something I'm curious about I guess to both Leslie and Lauren like how comfortable are you with you know knowing that we have this thought that we're going to stop you know a traditional job at a very young age like does it do you trust the math? Are you scared of it? Is, do you have any reservations of us possibly giving up the best years of our working career and those high earning potential years to, to step away? I don't know. I mean, I obviously trust the numbers because you trust numbers. You do numbers better than I do. I feel like it'd be helpful to explain like sort of more what I do before I answer this question because I feel like my job is definitely so I work in social media and social strategy which also kind of encompasses like I do graphic design and sort of branding projects on the side. So for what I do, it's it could be very location agnostic and could get into consulting. And that to me is something where now I'm working on meeting new people and, you know, letting people know what I do. And I think that that is kind of the career that I'm in is pretty flexible. So it's not as stressful to think like I've never really been interested in like climbing the career ladder and at 40 being a CEO. I just want to be able to live comfortably and do things that I enjoy. But I feel like I could maintain those types of jobs and roles, not even a full-time job, but still do those and not be like, you could be done working. I could still have a job as long as I have a laptop or some type of source of income. I definitely agree with that. I feel like I am a super go with the flow kind of person. And I put my full faith in Cody that he's worked out the numbers and those spreadsheets are all on point. (laughs) So yeah, I feel like I definitely have full trust in him with that kind of thing. You know, since we're always surrounded by people who are super into this, all our interviews about people who are chasing this goal, you know, as two people who have kind of been brought into this, but maybe aren't full-fledged into it quite yet, is there anything that you wish that people like us would cover that's maybe, you know, not so geared towards people who are like obsessed with financial independence? 
I mean, it's like you talk about like things that bring you joy or experience. And there's some people who are going to always argue that their like $3 coffee every morning is bringing them joy. And like, you're just not going to be able to talk people off that ledge. Or like if people have super expensive hobbies, like, I don't know, golfing at a super fancy golf course or like sailing or something like that that they don't want to deprive themselves of their like of their hobbies and whatnot yeah i think there's like always situations where people just like don't have super great concepts of money either it's because like they weren't really like raised around talking about money or they've always had sort of like a cushion if you know something goes wrong they've always had the money to back it up but i feel like usually people are more receptive I guess it'd be cool to do something more about like travel hacking. I think that I think like the experience side of things like really what gets people involved because I think there's like a lot of people who, you know, know they need to save money, don't really know what they're doing, like the basics, but then explaining like what that motivating factor is, is what I think could get more people on board. Definitely. I feel like travel hacking is like one of the main things that hooks the attention of like even any of my friends that have... (laughs) tried to explain the phi concept too and and things like that like they are always their ears always perk up at the thought of like traveling places for free traveling the world for next to nothing i mean we just got to get instagram famous to do that first i mean like who needs phi like let's just become instagram models just like thirst trap posts over and over and over and we'll get there So, Leslie and Lauren, I know one question people always ask is kind of how they get their spouse on board with this goal to financial independence. And so what is something that, you know, someone can do to make that more approachable and make that an easier conversation? I mean, I guess a tip from like my own experiences with Cody would be to agree on certain things that, you know, if you really like to do something and it does cost money, I feel like it's super important to let them know that that's, you know, that that's something that you really like to do or, you know, it's like a hobby you have or something like that. Because, I don't know, you don't want to be deterred from an experience that you want to have or a place that you want to go or something just from, oh, I want the like, you know, they want to save money and I don't want to put this on them. So I think setting clear lines for things that you like to do is super important just so you don't feel deterred from things that make you happy. Yeah, I think that's really important. I think from the very beginning, like I told Justin, I was like, I'm going to spend a lot of money a month on a gym. And that's like what brings me joy every day. And as ridiculous as it was, it was like, okay, that's fine. That's your thing. I'm not going to like challenge you on that. But I think just like advice in general to like making this conversation easier. I think like with anything, like a relationship is a partnership and you both have to like compromise and give a little to get a little. And I think just like being transparent, I think that's like the basics of a good relationship in general is like transparency and communication. And if it's something that's important to you, you should be talking about it. But again, I think Lauren said it earlier, it's like easier to have this conversation when you're 24 than when you're, you know, 40 and about to get married or something, you know, but I think definitely like the transparency aspect of it is just more of like the foundations of a good relationship. And I think even with some people, if you approached it like that, saying like, I want to have open, honest communication from the beginning, like this is something that's really important to me. And I think it just sets a good foundation for the relationship other than just like financial independence. Yeah, I really do think that's super important. And it's interesting to hear from both of your perspectives, because Justin and I are obviously coming at it from we're going to hammer this concept as hard as we can until you agree to it. But where's the best place where someone can get in contact with you if they maybe want to hear more about your story or just your experiences or any advice you might have? 
I'd say definitely my email. You guys can hit me up on that. Cody and Justin will put it in the show notes, I'm sure. <laughs> will do. I would say as a social media person, slide into the DMs on Instagram is the fastest way to reach me. <laughs> it's uh, just Leslie H. Green. But yeah, if you do follow me on Instagram, you're going to see a whole other side of your uh, favorite Fi guy because <laughs> I do a lot of stuff on stories. So there's some good stuff there. <laughs> Well, thank you both for coming on here and uh, not just participating in this, but obviously being a part of our lives and putting up with all the shenanigans that we uh, force you guys to go through and the the depravity. But hopefully you have some fun with these, you know, the things we do like travel hacks and uh, just being intentional with our money. So maybe there's some good out of it, but we love you guys. Oh, thanks for having us, guys. (laughs) Happy V-Day. Happy Valentine's Day. And happy birthday to Cody. 23, baby. (laughs) Jordan. (laughs) All right, Justin, I think I'm regretting this episode a little bit after all that just unfolded. (laughs) We definitely got our frugality handed to us a little bit, but it was also refreshing to hear that they kind of understand where we're coming from once we framed it in the way that they're thinking about things. Yeah, I think we both made the common mistake I've heard a lot in this community is we just come up and, you know, with a tape between our glasses and like, oh, look at these sweet spreadsheets, you know, how awesome (laughs) is this going to be? And that, you know, just get crickets. But then when you start talking about, you know, like we were talking about the travel hacking and we start talking about flexibility and work life and being able to be transient, I think that's where you really saw a turnaround and that's where we saw the relationship get much more, you know, in tune with our finances. Yeah. And it's not always the best thing to be as frugal as possible. Like the girls were saying, now I buy socks a little more frequently than I did before. (laughs) They don't have as big holes and you're buying hummus, which is awesome. (laughs) Congrats, Justin. (laughs) And almond milk. I heard that one too. But despite all the mockery and making fun of us for our frugality and our little tricks, the ladies have definitely come around to understand and just adopt this five philosophy because it really is not just all about the money. It's really not about the money at all. And like you said, with the tape between the glasses, holding the spreadsheet out in front of Lauren, that wasn't working at all. But once you kind of frame it in a lifestyle mindset type of framework, they totally get the picture. Yeah, I mean, we may have started out using, you know, whether it's me using coupons on $2 beer night or using free food vouchers. I mean, eventually, you know, we started at an extreme level and we worked our way towards. Whoa, Cody, what does that sound? Oh, man, Justin, I think that's the call to action. And so this is for all you people out there whose spouse or significant other just isn't quite on board. And what you need to understand is that you need to meet them where they are. You can't be shoving your laptop in their face, showing them your Excel spreadsheet. You can't be showing them your new budgeting app. You can't just be forcing all this mathematical five stuff onto them. you got to meet them where they are. What do they value? What do they want out of their life? And what do they want out of your relationship? And once you kind of boil that down and understand what exactly makes them happy, what makes them tick, what do they want to spend their money on, then you can formulate a game plan to achieve financial independence in the most optimal and happiest way possible as a team. Yeah, Cody, I think all those are great points. and That's a great call to action. And we hope people enjoyed this little kind of special look behind the scenes into our lives and enjoyed the, you know, the bonus episode for Valentine's Day. If you want to get the show notes and see maybe how you could reach out and email Lauren or follow Leslie on Instagram so you can see some of our antics, um, you can check those out at thefyshow.com slash vday. And if you want to join the best Facebook community in the world, go to thefyshow.com slash community. Thanks. See you on next week's episode of The Fi Show.
maybe you'll get like a free drink at Starbucks, Lauren. I think that'd be a really tight idea. <laughs> you you do get one at Dunkin' for sure. Yeah, you do. I know. We'll have to go around to all the restaurants and get the freebies. <laughs> Hey, real quick, before you go, I just want to remind you that I have made my personal like budget and net worth tracking spreadsheet available, the very same one that I use to track my net worth from $38,000 to over $1.2 million, available for free on our website at thefyshow.com slash spreadsheet. So you can go download that today. That's thefyshow.com slash spreadsheet.